So you're a weirdo. Or maybe you don't think of yourself as weird, but maybe quirky or the things that you like best about yourself. You're just not quite sure how it lands or, well, you've got something special that you believe that other people don't see or ever feel misunderstood. I got to think that you, that every one of us, everyone who's listening right now has experienced this, right? Whether or not you identify as a weirdo or your own human or we are all our own human. And yet we live oftentimes, I would say most often in this state of, uh, of contradiction because we're moving through life. We're moving through a culture, through a society whose almost entire job, it seems like sometimes, is pushing us to be average. And this is, there's not some master plan that's trying to make you less than you were meant to be. However, this is part of the price that we pay of living in a mass culture. It's just, easier for culture to manage things that move at the same rate of speed, things that look like other things, act like other things, right? We are as a part of just specifically by participating in culture pushed to be average. Now, if you look up the Merriam-Webster dictionary's definition of average, it says a level that is typical of a group a middle point between extremes to have a medial value to not be out of the ordinary or to be common. This there's a, a, a crux that as I've stood on stages all over the world, as I've come off of those stages and engaged with people, as I've listened to social channels, as I've learned from this podcast, from other guests, my FaceTime with some of the best highest performers in the world, best humans, and with people from a huge swath of backgrounds, race, gender, economic, social economic, um, identity, all these different backgrounds. There is this awareness of average, what culture wants us to be, and the conflict that we sometimes are uncertain of like, are we average? Should we be average? Should we fit in? And this is why I wanted to share this micro show with you. Now I did a funny exercise, um, in researching the show today. Um, and this is, this exercise is not going to be for everybody, but if you happen to be a photographer or are, uh, have any experience with the program Photoshop, this may resonate. And if you don't, that's fine. Cause the point will be all the same. Um, I took a great photograph, right. And then I put it in Photoshop and I applied a blur, right. And then I, I, I took a low level of blur. And what I noticed when I applied the blur is that lines started to fade. I could still, you know, make out the difference between colors and shapes and light and dark areas. And then I applied a medium amount of blur, right? Shapes started becoming indistinguishable. Colors started to bleed into bigger patches. And even the difference between light and dark became less distinguishable. It all took on this sort of gray. And then if you apply 
a high amount of blur, what do you lose? You lose all shapes. There's almost no difference between light and dark. And you it almost is reduced to a single color. And then ironically, I'm poking around here in Photoshop, like there is this drop down menu filter, go to blur, and then average. You know what the average of a great photograph is? It ends up being just one color. This beautiful photograph is basically smashed into one homogenous, simple color. So it might be thought of as cliche to say, but it has to be said because we so often forget that we all have unique gifts that make us us, right? We are uh, one to 400 trillion. There's only going to be one of us in every 400 trillion goes. So why then when we're, are we taught to think of ourselves as average? Why does culture, again, there's no evil genius making us average, but just the fact that we're participating in a society that's larger than ourselves, and the fact that we're social animals and the fact that there are a lot of us on this planet, why are we subtly and sometimes not so subtly programmed to ignore or mute our inherent talents, our individuality, our strengths, and the dynamic nature that you are in all your glory. Now, if we do too much deconstructing, uh, you know, we, ought, we could lose the point, but I will let you know that this, if you were identifying with this right now, what I believe is most people think we're average in a lot of areas. We're exceptional in a couple, but I think it's healthier to think of ourselves as not average in most stuff. I think it's the other way around. We're unique in most stuff. I think this is a powerful, it's a powerful vision to have for oneself. And it also, I believe, unlocks a lot of joy and mitigates a lot of modern day stresses. So it's not, it's not your fault. <laughs> um, we have a school system that in many ways is catered to the mean and we understand why, right? It can, uh, it doesn't serve students who may need, you know, may have special needs in a particular area and it may, uh, limit the capabilities or the potential of someone who has more aptitude in a particular subject. Uh, it often discourages, you know, thinking outside the box, right? You've got a multiple choice test. You've got one of five answers that you can choose from. Um, you know, Testing is generally about recalling skills and, you know, memorization and, and not around the application of complex concepts because it's very difficult to grade. It's very subjective. It's very, um, there's all kinds of reasons, right? In some cases, there's a curve which literally <laughs> pushes students to the middle. Now, you know, there's also outside of the school, there's just human nature. We are, after all, social creatures. It is not an evolutionary advantage, or I shall say it is an evolutionary disadvantage to be a country and to stand out, to um, be different. Because again, whether we like it or not, we're social creatures and there is a certain amount of our DNA that's programmed to come together, try and be successful as a, um, 
as an overall unit rather than standing out. What I have said uh, across all these different sort of areas of life um, for a long time now, I've written at length about this stuff. I've always worried about the middle, right? Stay out of the gray, that gray or, or that beige middle. And you've probably heard me say, you can't stand out and fit in at the same time. And as we look around our lives, what does stand out to us? It's people, it's ideas, it's experiences that are unique. You Right now, there's someone who you consider to be a mentor or an inspiration or someone that you look up to or read their books or follow them on social media who, who stands out rather than fits in. And I'm guessing if you look closely, the reason they stand out is because they have applied some unique lens to the world and that unique application caught your attention, right? Again, that is quite literally the definition of standing out. So if you think of that as being rewarded, wait a minute, it suddenly starts to cut against some of these commonly held ideas about that we're social animals, so we need to fit in. Well, certainly we do. And yet, who do we revere? Right now, there's someone who you're, maybe you have paid attention to this podcast for a long time and you listen to it because it gives you ideas that other podcasts don't. In short, I just want you to stop underestimating the power of your specific experiences in this world. And importantly, when you create things that attune to that, because like James Joyce famously said, in the particular is contained the universal. Your weird, unique, quirky self, there are just just by standing out and being unique, other people can look at that and they don't think I want to be just like that. What's happening in their DNA at a subconscious level is, gosh, that makes me feel okay about me being unique and weird and different. It might manifest in wanting to be just like that person, but I believe psychologically what's going on is an awareness that that person's quirks helps me connect to them because I too am quirky and weird. And that, my friends, is a strength. So here's the punchline of this show. Let this be yet another reminder that you must actively take a role in being unapologetically you. There is only one you. Even the concept of an average is not really possible when talking about humans because conceptually, an average, right, requires a data set. And you, my friend, are not a data set. You are just one. And therefore, by you know, practically by definition, rather, you are not an average. You are just one. And that is precious. That is beautiful. Now, if it was easy, everyone would... This wouldn't be a problem. I wouldn't be making a podcast. And yet there are some aspects of it that are easier than we give credit to. So how do we do this? It would be a lifelong endeavor to make the perfect list or to write the perfect book on this topic. But there are a couple fundamentals that I would like to leave you with today as a part of the show. First, believing in, being aware of, knowing 
what you intend to do to be or become in this world makes everything easier. And having that thing that you want to be or that human that you want to become, be clear, be prescient, be something that you intended will facilitate so much in your life. It will facilitate joy. The very, the very awareness of who you are and what you're doing will make you strong in the face of criticism because you know you and you are aware that the person who may be criticizing you, whether on the internet or in front of you, is not you, does not necessarily understand you. And that will give you personal power. That will give you strength. Not ultimate strength, not irrefutable unwavering um, determination, but certainly believing in and knowing your intentions makes everything easier. You'll also be, if you can embrace being unapologetically you, you are all of a sudden willing to be misunderstood. I believe that is at the core of all of the best stuff in my life. You know, creating the first iPhone app that had photography as the basis for the social network, creating Creative Live. I was willing to be misunderstood for long periods of time for years before people understood what it was that I was building or doing, doing with my photography business for, you know, more than two decades ago. Because I was in, in fits and starts and spurts in an imperfect way, but just enough aware of my role in this world, my ability to unapologetically be me, I was willing to be misunderstood and that unlocked a lot. Another key for how to pursue this, how to do this is by doing a scenario analysis, right? What if the opposite were true? What if you abandoned who you were, how would that feel when you were on your deathbed at the end of your days? Probably pretty bad. In fact, it's the number one regret of the dying that they lived their lives in service of others' visions for this one precious life. That is the number one thing, the number one regret of dying people. It's pretty easy to do a scenario analysis. Do you want to be that on your deathbed? Or do you want to take that wild, imperfect, imprecise, impassioned, rocky path to being unapologetically you? I think it's clear. And I want to make one thing extra clear, that this is not going against what others believe. This is not a lifelong project of going against the grain. That's a very common misperception that sadly leads to lives of misery and disappointment. To contrast that, what I'm specifically saying is being true to yourself, spending enough time, spending energy to become aware of who you are, of your unique gifts, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Because remember, you are both of those things. You are all of those things. But doing that is not only easier than going against the grain, this is our natural state. If we can align with this, done well, 
being unapologetically ourselves can be joyful, connected, free. This is our highest self. It's not effortless, but as you know, nothing worthwhile ever is. So to wrap this up, as you leave your headphones here or as you finish your workout or get out of your car, your commute, you take your headphones off and re-enter the world, please go forth. Do everything you can to be unapologetically you. Go forth and do it. I dare you. All right, that's it for today's show. But hey, before you go, I wanted you to know that I am so grateful to have your ears your attention and have you be a part of the community around this show. I love reading all your messages, the texts that come in, the questions, feedback, stories, guest ideas. It's, I, I devour every one of your comments. Uh, I respond as often as possible. And you know, these are my, my thumbs tapping these things out on social uh, and my phone number on the other side of the text. Oh, you probably, just in case you don't know that, did you know you can text me 206-309-5177 with any feedback? And it's actually, well, the first one's automated, but then that's actually my thumbs on the end of that. Um, again, I just want you to know that this show, I make this show for you and for me. And this community has been a driving force in my life for more than 10 years now. Uh, I listen to you, I listen to your ideas, and I do everything I can to make them come to life. So. Thank you for participating. Uh, my ears and eyes and thumbs are, are out there on the internet trying to make this happen. I just want you to know how grateful I am and I want you to stay tuned for the next episode coming soon. Mm-hmm.